on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Core Consult RX Podcast. Colin AJ in the studio talking about a new topic for the day. Plaques psoriasis. Plaques psoriasis coming at you and coming at you quick. You know, I'm a little disappointed, not about the topic, but about false fall. We kind of just false. had it last week. Yes. It felt really good. It did. You know, I was just like, why would you do that to me? You know, with age comes wisdom. I didn't even get slightly excited about it. Really? I, I knew what it was. Oh. False fall. Really? Nothing yeah. Nothing gets past you now. <laughs> no. Two wise. Two wise. Got right past I've me. got two wise. So I, I actually, the thing about it is I actually disproved that theory because I'm way older than you and <laughs> I was immediately like, woo, winter <laughs> is here, baby. Then I got in my truck at lunch today. And, and almost, had a, and almost had a heat stroke? Yeah, yes. me too. It's terrible. Mm. AJ, what are your thoughts on the weather? I bought three pumpkin spice candles, so I guess the age thing is is spot on. So Anna likes this pumpkin spice uh, Myers All Day cleaning solution. It brings it out every fall, uh, but they don't stock it anymore. And I can't say that it's my favorite scent, so I can't say that I was too unhappy <laughs> right, that they right. don't stock it But anymore. you got to pretend for her oh, sake. well, yeah. Kind of. It was hard for me to hold in my glee when she told me it was out of stock. Your glee. She's like, I thought you liked that. I was like, like oh, I, I, mean, I do, but just or, not like... Or this is what she said. She said, you said it reminds you of fall. I said, I said it reminds me of fall. It doesn't mean that I like yeah. the smell. <laughs> yeah. Stuff could I remind... Fall. Yeah, stuff... My house could be on fire. It could remind me of a, <laughs> of a nice bonfire in fall. It doesn't mean I'm happy. Ugh. Anyways, plaque psoriasis. An obvious uh, sort of transition here. So, um... We are going to do a really brief overview of some of the you know medications that have been around for a long time for for treatment of plaque psoriasis. We're going to save like our in more in depth discussion for these when we get and uh, partner with Free CE to do a you know actual accredited episode for this that we can do a full hour on. Um, not that we couldn't do a full hour now, but we don't want to take away that topic uh, from continuing ed opportunity. So we're, we are actually going to focus more so on the three um, new meds that have been approved over the last like four months or so. Um, we'll, we'll give you, like I said, a brief overview of some of the, the uh, classes that have been around, but we'll come back and we, we'll do an episode in the near future where we really dive into those. Yeah. Uh, but there's just been a lot for Plex Rises approved as of lately. There has been. But the, yes, the briefest of overviews because we want to focus on the, the new briefest. ones. The briefest. The briefest we've ever done. Oh, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. We're not usually that brief. Yeah. I feel like it's going to drag out, actually. Well, we'll see. It's my fear. Are we five minutes in yet? I don't know. AJ, check the time. We're trying to get out of here. Two apparently. minutes 45. <laughs> um, okay. Wow. That, that wasn't too bad. So, <laughs> that pla- intro did not last long enough. Plaque psoriasis, briefly. Chronic skin disorder has urethymitis cap- uh, papules and plaques with a silver scale. In most cases, are treated outpatient. They're not. It's not particularly severe. There's a number of things that you can use. Um, moisturizers are one. They're used adjunct to the psoriasis treatment. Keeping the psoriatic skin soft and moist can minimize symptoms. Most effective emollients are ointments like petroleum jelly and thick creams. And the recommendation is to apply them immediately after a, a bath or shower. But other options are um, Aquaphor ointment, Vanacrine cream, Eucerin. You've heard of all these, and then certain body washes like Dove, Bar Soap, and Avino body wash. And, and I think the important thing to also consider too is a lot of those that Cole just mentioned are like hypoallergenic um, and unscented. Like so, like the Dove, the Dove has all kinds of different scents, but the one they would recommend in this case would be the like the unscented, so that you don't uh, get irritation from the skin from the fragrances and stuff like that. Right. Riddle me this. Okay. We get unscented laundry detergent mm-hmm. because of sensitive skin purposes, mm-hmm. but then we buy those scent beads <laughs> and toss them in with the detergent. Who does that? Well, 
I'm not gonna place blame. I'm gonna say right. we. we. <laughs> <laughs> That's a spot. I was trying to get you. Get, I was trying to get him caught in it. <laughs> I tried. Sorry. Uh, uh, I, I, I I wouldn't want to say like, it's, it's. We're obviously a unit, so it's a team <laughs> ever. I just can't. I just shake my head as they get purchased. <laughs> um, do you guys have any issues with? No. Uh, oh well, it I just guess, makes me wonder. Like, what working. if we got scented detergent and didn't? Pay twenty dollars for the. Big I think what we've actually proved is that Anna knows best, and you need to quit questioning. That's true. I shouldn't. I shouldn't other, now, if you wake up tomorrow and you're just covered head to toe in a rash, yeah. Then she we, says then we have a leg to stand on. She says that it's not as less allergenic. She says there so. You it's, go. We're not having skin issues. She's so. smart girl. She's smart. It's probably that's more than both of us, to be honest with you. So that's that's very true. <laughs> so you know, I'll take her word for Anyways, it. When you said unscented, I thought of it. no. That's uh, my uh, my wife also likes those in the thing. The yeah, beads. The, the beads in there. Yeah. Do you think they make a difference? I don't know. I can't tell. I'm, I'm a guy. I, I used to have a super like sniffer, and I used to know what stale clothes smelled like. But since I had COVID, no super sniffer anymore. Mm. It's like I don't even notice. You're retired. I'm re- COVID reti- took you out. I'm retired the sniffer. Um, right. we'll, we'll find we'll find your new talent. Thank you. My yeah. My next talent's going to be um, doing the briefest of overviews. So <laughs> already uh, not have to. Get <laughs> there's also topical medications um, that can be used. Uh, corticosteroids. Whole variety of them with different potencies we'll go into more detail on that on another episode different vehicles um there's also calcineurin inhibitors like tacrolimus and pumacrolimus um, that's protopic and elidel uh, and then there's vitamin d analogs as well like calcipotriene and calcitriol and then there's retinoids like tazeratine and is that the only retinoid that's the one that's like specifically has the data and Plexorizes. I, I'm tends to be a little bit more effective sometimes in that case, but whereas like you tretinoin and those, you probably wouldn't get as much right. efficacy. But I'm sure that there are cases where people use that more um, sensitive skin and things. And two of the new drugs are topical, which we're about to talk about. But before that, there's also anthralin, which is drithocreme. Uh, it's a direct antiproliferative. It has a direct antiproliferative effect on the um, keratinocytes. Is it keratinocytes? Yeah, that's how you yeah. say that. It's just the thing about you, Cole, is you, you just instinctually pronounce things correctly. I don't know. I, I like that. Well, what what felt instinctual was, I can't. I'm not even gonna say it because it's wrong. Yeah, keratinocytes. <laughs> good. All right. Well, you know what? Could have been a good outtake, but that's all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because we would have edited it out for later. Yeah, I would have forgotten yeah. where it was. <laughs> it would have like, never right mind. There. We came. We went too far. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like Cole said, we'll go back through those. But those all have been used for quite a long time, and, and really like the kind of hallmark treatment is the steroid you know, topical agents that, you know, they, they are utilized for at least two to four weeks, sometimes longer, depending on the area. And that's one of those things that has a lot of side effects potentially. And and that's really the problem with a lot of these, um, steroids, you know, can thin out the skin, depending on where it's located. You have to really pay attention to the potency, um, with things like the, um, Tacro, you know, the Elidil, um, the uh, calcium inhibitors, those have a risk for like malign- certain malignancies and things, you know, rare as it may be, that's still a, a risk. And those would be more indicated for, you know, more sensitive skin areas. Um, so it's better in that case from uh, like the skin atrophy or skin thinning and whatnot from the, the steroids, but then you have all these long-term potential complications. Tezzeret can really affect the skin negatively. And so it's one of those things that they've topical seems to be like at first glance, like why are we still going that route when we have biologics and, you know, small molecule biology, things like that. But it's like, there is definitely some room and I'll show you when we get into some of the topical, the new topicals, some of the data, it looks actually pretty surprisingly good. 
So we'll uh, we'll pull some of that up, and we'll show you some of the graphs that were presented, like from the drug companies themselves, because yep. we got a new and improved thing on the video now. We do, so, so we for, can see for we can you, screen share for you now, YouTube users. Yeah, you're gonna see it. So I'll tell, I'll give AJ the signal when I need him to pull it up. But um, yeah, we didn't talk about it much, but plaque psoriasis is um, a lot of times localized to certain areas, right? It's not mm-hmm. like a full body situation, so that's why you can effectively use the topical agents. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we'll come back to the topic legends when we go over the other two. Okay. We'll finish up the, you know, just going through some of the older meds. Okay. That I'm sure all y'all have heard about. If, you, if that's cool with you, Cole. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, so there's uh, systemic non-biologic therapies. Uh, these are older drugs that you're familiar with. Methotrexate is an option. Don't use it in pregnancy. There's also newer ones like Otesla. Epimolas is a PDE4 inhibitor, an oral medication. There's cyclosporin, all sorts of labs and monitoring to be done with that of course but that's also used um, along with a different retinoid like compound oral compound as uh acetretin yeah and Cereotane. That's, that's the one that like you i think of almost as like accutane because it's got the pregnancy category like you have to you know make sure that the patient is uh you have to avoid pregnancy during therapy and for three years after stopping the medication is like the recommended duration Golly. which is like holy cow um, same thing like blood donation for men and women. It's not permitted during and for at least one year after treatment. This is one that um, I feel like I've only seen maybe two times actually utilized. Never seen um, it. But I, and I'm pretty sure, I want to say that this one has like an interaction too with like, um, gosh, I want to say it's like doxycycline where it can cause like intracranial hypertension. AJ, will you check me on that? I don't know why I remember that. It's probably wrong, but... AJ's like, why are you making me do work? I got to switch the screen. You're my Googler, dude. I got to Google. AJ's very, very uh, multitasking oriented, (laughs) so he likes this. Um, So, yeah, but that's one that... It's still out there. It's an oral agent, but uh, I feel like the ones that you're going to see more commonly from an oral standpoint would be the the, uh, methotrexate or the Tesla. Um, Although Tesla's price is not exactly... uh, Nope. Great. Still commercials for that, so if you're seeing... Commercials, it probably means it's expensive. Pricey. Pricey. Um, so those are non-biologics. There's also biologics, all the monoclonal antibodies, the MABs and different things. So there's uh, TNF-alpha inhibitors, Humira, used for all sorts of things. Also Enbrel, Remicade, and Simzia. Um, talk about those in more detail later, uh, but all of these are pretty effective. Um, I think that uh, Remicade is IV, and then the other three mm-hmm. are sub-Q. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. And and we you probably heard us when we talked about uh, I think we did it was either Crohn's or something we did where we talked about those um, yeah, the TNF alpha inhibitors. But they have a they have a lot of risks and things with them as well. And so one of the things that people ask is like, well, why wouldn't we just use like methotrexate where you know we're worried about pregnancy and things like that, but also you know just maybe monitoring the liver. But there's not a lot of like hardcore infection risk and things like that. Um, but just to give you like a quick example, and like Cole said, we will go into this in much more detail later on. But the the Champion trial was looking at methotrexate versus um, adalimumab or Humira, um, and also placebo, comparing them. And uh, basically, the methotrexate had a thirty six um, percent reduced uh, relative risk reduction, eighty percent with Humira. So it's sig- pretty significantly yeah. uh, more effective than some of these older non biologics. So again, it depends on how the severity of the patient's, you know, 
area of, of that's been affected by it. But I, I've, I saw a patient myself in clinic, um, you know, they were trying to figure out what we could get access to. And his, his arms had so many of the, the plaques on them that it basically could not see healthy skin on his entire arm. And we got him set up with Humera and within like two months, his arms are completely like, like healed. Amazing. I mean, not, you know, you could still see where some of it was, but right. it was like night and day difference in two months. It was crazy. It's good. And, and so, yeah, they, they're very, very effective. And sometimes you end, fortunately have to kind of take some of those risks about the long-term stuff. Right. That's the big debate now is where to, when to stop them. Right. Right. Just so, giving all kinds of cliffhangers, Cole. For really, next time. Really trying to, dr- yeah, really trying to drum up the, yeah. the pressure for the next one. Right. Um, so there's a number of other monoclonal antibodies and I was going to say, I'm not going to list them, but I am, and I'm going to say all the generic names just for fun. So check me. These are all interleukin inhibitors. They're going to, they're going to, um, uh, uh, target specific interleukins. So there's Skyrizi, Rizankizumab, Taltz, Ixakizumab, Salik, Bordalumab, Trimphia, Guselkumab, Cosyntix, Secukinumab, Stellara, Ustakinumab, and Illumia, Tildrakizumab. Yeah. Nailed it. I think that was good, man. All but Bradalumab. Yeah, and who cares Screwed about that? Screwed it up. The other one, when's the last time you saw somebody prescribe that? I know. Exactly. Well, Salik, well, I mean, I've seen it, but. Yeah, I mean, very rarely, though. Yeah, Come sure. on, Sky Rizzi? That's a way cooler name. <laughs> yeah. Also, Taltz is in my uh, favorite Trulicity pen. Oh yeah, like a really long. Oh, you mean pen. the um, the, the device. device? Yeah, yeah, the auto injector. Yeah, kind of like Imgality. So yeah. I guess it's a Lily. Yeah, it's a Lily device. Nice. Nice. It's I helped them come up with it, and then they've, <laughs> been, they've just been using it ever since. They call it the Corvino. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? It's just like a fun fact I throw out there. Yeah, no, they didn't ask my help. Just casually name drop. <laughs> when I was working as an engineer for Lily, <laughs> way back when, I told um, them I don't want to see that needle. I'm not, scared to death of needles. I don't want to see the needle. If I see one needle, I quit. I'm taking my expertise with me. Um, there is a is pretty good like uh, meta-analysis that does like comparisons of the um, biologics as well as some of the oral treatments that can be used for plaque psoriasis um, that was published in JAMA Dermatology. Um, I like this because there's so many different options now. You know, and We're about to add more to this list, obviously. But uh, this kind of gives you at least an idea based on that meta-analysis, you know, the, the likelihood of the improvement. Um, so they have it broken down by the severity index 75, um, severity index 90, severity index 100. And you can kind of see you know, the differences between the different, you know, the agents and um, all that is in how many patients in those groups actually met that criteria for say PSAI 75. Um, so it's pretty interesting. And you kind of gives you a hierarchy of how to kind of look at that. So, um, you know, no, no surprise. The uh, newer meds are all towards the top. Just getting yes. more and more effective and safer. Well, and, well, <laughs> maybe, 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 maybe not long-term. Yeah. We'll yeah. see. That's the best part. We don't know. It's just a big mystery. Right. Hopefully better than methotrexate. We're trying to get AJ form. to hurry up and get his PhD so he can invent something cool. And we can, he can name it after me and Cole. You will for really be being, pronounce for, it. For being uh, basically his, his like icons kind of thing, right? <laughs> I mean. Right? His, his words. <laughs> yes. Quoting AJ. I'm quoting AJ when he wasn't on camera. He's going to call it the core consult. <laughs> That's not hard to pronounce. <laughs> People will still be like, why the heck is it? That, 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 that's a dumb, <laughs> that's a dumb name. That's a name stupid that. name that doesn't exist in the English language. What's your website? Core Console Rx. How yeah, like, oh, C-O-R-E? No, it's a core like my name. Like, I, I didn't think it through. <laughs> Whatever. You know what? You guys listen. I don't care. <laughs> All right. You want to jump in some of these new ones? Let's do it. 
Um, let's see. Let me go back up my slides. So this this is one that kind of actually surprised me a little bit when I saw the actual active ingredient. Yeah. Because um, it's topical agent, um, but it is uh, rifumilast, 0.3% cream or Zorev. Um, it was approved in July 29th of 2022. Um, it's approved for patients 12 years of age and older. And if it sounds familiar, it's because we've had an oral version of this for quite some time. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's a phosphodiesterase 4 inhibitor. And um, when you inhibit that PDE4 uh, enzyme, you're basically going to start accumulating cyclic AMP. Um, however, with plaque psoriasis, the, you know, how it actually exerts its therapeutic action isn't exactly understood, which is my, always my favorite mechanism. Like, I don't know. We just figured it out and it works. We don't know how. Um, the good thing is it's applied once a day, which I feel like almost all the other topicals that have been around are, are twice a day, um, including steroids. And it has very, very few side effects, if any. Um, in fact, the very uh, the studies that were done with this um, showed very little difference, if any difference at all, from placebo. Um, maybe a little bit of GI upset if it's uh, if you put enough of it on, I guess. But um, almost nobody had issues with um, the adverse effects, and it would keep them out of the out of the study. And the other thing is, from a long term standpoint, kind of going back to that, we've had rifumilast orally, which is way more you know systemic absorption forever in, in COPD. And this drug's been out for a long time, so we're pretty sure it's safe. Um, at least we would have probably seen something post marketing at this point. Right. So I feel like this is one that definitely has some good potential with it. Yeah, and it has some interesting data. So there yeah. were two trials, the Dermis 1 and the Dermis 2 trials. See what they did there? Really nailed it. Nailed it. I, wanna, I know what the Dermis is. I want to know what the acronym is, and I've got to know. I'm going to do skin 1, skin 2. I know. i got to know if it's good or not, the actual acronym, if it matches up. But I bet you it's not even anything to do with those. They probably just picked Dermis. Oh, sure. And I, I mean, you should. That's what I would do. But that's so lame, though. Cole, well, you're going to be so upset. Give, give it to me, AJ. Trial of PDE4 inhibition with rifumilast for the management of plaque psoriasis. That's so lame. You can't just go name and stuff whatever you want for advertisement purposes. That there's some sure kind that of, can call. There's some kind of commercial it's in the Geneva Convention. Next episode, our thoughts on Dermis One. Yeah, our next episode, our thoughts on naming things. <laughs> there has to be. That's when we lose all of them. There has to be some implicit bias there. Mm -hmm. Or they just like you it's know, like, like hey we're dermatologists. I mean it's good it's marketing but I don't know it's silly man. Then yeah. come up with a better come up with a better name for the trial and then name it dermis like I'm not gonna go there. Okay but. no no you should definitely no, we'll, you we'll, name we'll, it. we'll, you we'll name wait it. we'll wait <laughs> I'll think on it. Okay come back with the next Black Psoriasis episode it's another cliffhanger we can wait for. <laughs> I don't know I wouldn't really wait on that one. Anyways um, yes Cole please tell us about the trials. So they're phase three trials. Uh, looking at once daily reflumilast cream, 0.3%, which is the new drug, in patients two years or older with a uh, body surface area burden of psoriasis 2% to 20%. And that's uh, frequently how they, they grade that along with other assessments. Primary endpoint was um, investigator global assessment success. They call that the IGA, which is clear or almost clear IGA status plus a greater than or equal to two-grade improvement from baseline at eight weeks. So basically saying that based on this assessment, they have improved X amount to say that this is effective. They had secondary endpoints with different assessments looking at itching and severity index and that sort of thing. Uh, about three, and this is looking at reflumilast cream plus a placebo vehicle, of course. So somebody's going to be applying. I wonder what it was made of. You know what I mean? Like a like, lanolin. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess the moisturizer's got to be yeah. a little bit helpful, right? Just, yeah, and, and be, well, maybe. 
Maybe. You're just kind of like waiting for the itching to stop. And you're like, well, it's not getting better. I wouldn't want to. I guess it's probably the exact same cream that is the exact same vehicle that's in the reflumalast mm-hmm. without the active ingredient. I right. imagine. Okay. So it's not well, like they're yeah. using userin or something like that. Probably not. Which is obviously an ointment. Um, anyways. Cold noses. OTCs. I like it. <laughs> I know. I'm right. Um, <laughs> about three-fourths of both treatment arms. the cockiest arms. I've ever seen, Cole. That's amazing. <laughs> it's because I... AJ, more time starts. It's, it's because I do not, time. because we would dispense the userin from behind the counter, so that's I, why I'm more I know. I'm so proud of you right now. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. We also like literally just talked about it five minutes ago. Did we? We did. <laughs> um, you don't, you don't so approximately three-fourths of both treatment arms reported a baseline IgA score of three, which, uh, which is considered moderate psoriasis disease. But the results at the eighth week, about 40% of patients with the treatment arm achieved success, IgA success, versus only 6.5% in the placebo vehicle, which was statistically significant. So that's pretty good. Yeah. And of course, it's only against placebo. I wonder how it would do against the uh, oral form, but it would clearly not have the long-term adverse effects that the oral form has. Yeah, with the weight loss and all that. But that is interesting. Like, I wonder if they actually saw... Better like, results. Better, like if people just happen to have, you know, had comorbidity like psoriasis, if they saw an improvement, I wonder what even made them. I don't I'm, try to do it. I'm, I'm asking the question out loud because I could guess easily is, just Google this. But. My guess is safety profile. I yeah. mean, anytime you can have something topical, if it's still effective, it's going to be. Yeah, I'm just safer. wondering if that's how they initially like discovered that this could, because they don't know how the mechanism works. If they just noticed that people's psoriasis was getting better when they were taking it for COPD. Oh, I see. And they were like, oh, shoot. Yeah. Make this into a cream. I mean, it's like Botox with migraines, you know? Yeah. Treating the wrinkles and, hey, Doc, my, my headaches are actually a lot better. Yeah. You know? but Plus, I'm also I have, looking great. I was using my spear gun, right? And then, like, <laughs> get some Botox. The puffer fish toxin, that's a real thing. Don't look at me like I'm crazy. AJ, back me up on this. It's a real thing. Thank it you. Is. But Mike does ask questions that he knows the answer to during the podcast to make himself sound smarter because every question thus far is checked out. First, is that is that where the Botox comes from? First of all, AJ, what, that was, what, what an act, well, I know it's a toxin, but I thought it was derived from Black Widow venom. No, Am I that's, crazy? That's, no, that's you're puffer crazy. fish. Yeah. It's, it, it's puffer fish? Yeah, wait, wait. First of all, we're not just going to blow past the outlandish accusation <laughs> that, that, that AJ just... True. What are you talking about? I, I, I ask myself questions that I already know the answer to. What is this, Grand Rounds? It's like the sun came up this morning. <laughs> Didn't AJ check that out? Check that <laughs> That's it, dude. AJ, you know what? I'm so disappointed. And then he waits for my it's called, response. It's called like, being yep, a... It's called, that's yep. called being a backstabber. <laughs> so that is. So disappointed in AJ, everyone. So if you see AJ, just, just don't even talk to him next time. Checks out. It did. It did this morning. I swear that there was some relation with Botox and Black Widow venom. Maybe look it up. It's maybe contraindication. The, are we allowed to act? Are we allowed to ask you to look that up? Yeah, AJ? So you're maybe. not allowed to be bitten by Black Widows while you're on Botox. Listen, Who's yes, actively. AJ, I'm bit? asking you a question that I don't know the answer to, but yes, look it up because maybe it's that Black Widow venom <laughs> acts in the same fashion neurologically that botulinum toxin does. Why would you be getting actively bit by black widows if you're getting Botox? So it doesn't have anything to do with Botox. Don't go don't go outside. I'm saying, be careful. All right. Where's shoes, gonna find where's out. shoes in the house? Right, I've got I've got your answer for you if you're ready. Okay, tell me. Is Botox from spider venom? No. <laughs> botulinum toxin is a synthetically produced substance. Well I knew it wasn't from spider venom, but I thought there was some relation they milk how the they spiders act. individually. All right. They do it for snakes, so don't act like that's crazy. <laughs> but spiders are so much harder to milk. They're so much tinier. <laughs> I bet they could do it. They could use tweezers. All right. We are so far off we just gave We just gave misinformation on Botox. Thank you for fact-checking us live, AJ. Wait, wait. wait. So we were saying, it, yes, it's made synthetically now, but we're saying it never came from pufferfish? No, 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 no. That was good. That was good to go. Okay, I thought so. Oh, do you look that up and verify? I did. 
did. Okay, thank yeah. you. Yeah, you should have seen the look Cole was giving me when I said that about the blow dart. He's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, what does that have to do with a blow dart? Because they would like stick the dart on like, either they use the poison dart frogs. Have you not seen any movie on like the Amazon? I like, know the poison dart frogs, so, but what does this have to do with the puffer fish? Because then you can get the you get the liver of the puffer fish and you stick the thing in there. Have you not? Oh, dude, I got so much to teach you about survival. You didn't watch the Goonies. Yeah. I actually just, I'm, I'm finished. Have you, would you watch Alone on Netflix? Uh-uh. Oh, you should. Is it good? Survival show? Mm. I think it's good. So some of the, those tend to be like the same kind of thing. It and is. Like, I mean, this probably one, have granola bars behind the scenes. It's, it's pretty. This one's pretty legit. They lose like sixty-five pounds. It's pretty wild. That's cool. Yeah, they're like pe- They're like like amateur professional survival people. Mm. They stick them out there alone with some cameras. I self-identify as amateur professional in a lot of things. So <laughs> yeah, I, I you sure do. I meant to say <laughs> that they're not. I like, also can classify you as they're that. not like Bear Grylls professional. Oh, he's so cool. <laughs> I'm saying in that way. I see myself as more of a Bear Grylls. <laughs> <laughs> but for their day jobs, they do something related to like like they work at AT and T. They do something related to survival. Oh, God, sorry. Yes. Gotcha. Bear Grylls does that. <laughs> he does sure. that for real. It doesn't work at AT and T. I'm sure he does. But those people, I feel like they have a regular job. Anyways, AJ, um, let me uh, pop my let me find my screen real quick. Um, Cause I want to show this graph real quick. This is something that was presented at the. Uh, um, can you pull my screen up real quick, AJ? There we go. So this was a uh, some now the way that they did this isn't a hundred percent you know correct as far as statistics go and stuff because it was looking at uh the different studies that have been done uh, with different topical agents and kind of looking at how you know the improvements they had and from baseline uh, but you can kind of see rifumilast is on the far left and so when they're comparing that to like for example the steroid plus the vitamin d um agent then you know you can see that the Rifumilast tends to be um, a little bit higher as far as the percent, you know, of patients they got that um, that met this the criteria for improvement. Um, and then they looked at again the Tazerac and the um, Halibutazol combo. Um, then looked at one that was a various products, um, monotherapy and combos. And, uh, you know, just basically showing that this one does seem to have pretty good efficacy. Now, again, we would have to have true like head-to-head data obviously this is the company that makes it from last so of course they're going to make their drug look better but um you know from an eight-week standpoint now my question would be after eight weeks do we these start to all level out um because the stuff's not cheap and so you know i think that that's probably something that we'll you know have to look at um but if you look at um which we're going to talk about uh, the other drug they also compared um, the other new topical agent directly to rifumilast and rifumilast also seemed to be a little bit more efficacious from their eight weeks point of view versus the 12 week endpoint of the other new drug. So something that, you know, they're at least trying to show that there's some benefit, but that's all we got to go off of right now. We don't have any good head to head data. It's good. Just want to throw that out there. Everybody on YouTube can see how many active applications Mike has running right now. All of them. Command Q. Okay. Here's the thing about me, dude. I'm, I'm currently writing the greatest midterm exam you've ever seen for my PA students. That's why I have so many things open. Cause I'm just, <laughs> I want to, I want to make sure it's perfect. It takes lots of applications. They're all PowerPoints. I'm over here wondering how many people I mentioned that whole Botox and Black Widow Spider Venom thing <laughs> cool to. Cool still worried about that. The only thing that I can think that, that associated them in my mind is that they're both neurotoxins. Yeah. That's the only thing I can think. Did I'll, you tell your students on rotation that? I don't know. AJ, that might have it could have happened. I feel like it could have happened. I feel like if that's the worst mistake you ever made, you'll be all right. Because <sighs> nobody is going to care. I'm fact checking that every day, no matter what you say, no matter how you are. 
fact check in the, the spider event. You shouldn't have to fact no, check. You mean it. the students should fact check is what you're Every saying? Time. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I, I encourage that for all well, students. Well, okay. I would say that if it comes from pufferfish and I accidentally said black wood is spider venom, then not too bad. Yeah, this is basically the same. It's like a lobster and a camel. Same thing. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the same the, basic animal. The camel is the cockroach of the desert. I don't. Says I don't know that that's who. a term. <laughs> is that a saying? He's over AJ. Google that. He's over. Yeah, it's cool. You are really like you're you're digging deep here. This is worse than that one time you said 80 billion people died from the flu, right? <laughs> Jeez. Oh, man. We're, we didn't have AJ back then. It, yeah, it's true. We really had no fact checks. We were off the rails. Yeah. So we have talked about one of the new drugs, which is reflumalized cream. Yes. The second one is, the brand name is Vitama. Mm-hmm. It's Tepinarov 1% cream, approved in May. One thing I do want to point out is, you know, drug names, they like to put this this letter at the front of the brand name mm-hmm. that wouldn't make sense like to say vitama because that's not how you pronounce it so it's a hard v vitama i bet mm-hmm. like um like excopri it's mm-hmm. not scopri it's excopri or even culipta mm-hmm. it's not qualipta it's culipta they like to do that isn't that yeah, interesting you don't is. see that else other places in the english they want language. to stand out I guess. It's not, maybe it's Latin. We don't know. Maybe. So VTAMA, it's a topical aryl hydrocarbon receptor, AHR modulating agent. Um, it may improve psoriasis, they're not entirely sure, through modulation of T helper type 17 cell cytokines, or T, T helper type 17 cytokines, yeah, and then IL-17A and, I, and IL-17F. Uh, also normalizes the skin barrier, has antioxidant activity, and there were a couple of uh, trials Store, Man, the soaring one. The, there's soaring no two. way that this matches up with the. Oh, acronym. here we go. Kill just can't let it go. I can't soaring with, with a P at the front. It's psoriasis. Silent P Cole. soaring. Oh, that's so clever. Oh, it's that's so clever. ridiculous. It's like so, how do you know it wasn't the psoriasis study ostrich and <laughs> I don't know, but they tried to make it clever with the silent P. Remind me if we ever do a clinical study not to let Cole be involved in them, but we'll be there forever trying to come up with an acronym. Golly. You gotta let it go. It's okay. It's just it's just the word. Oh Soaring. no. Oh no. Oh no. What? What do we got? I think you're gonna like this cool. Oh, am I? Am I gonna hate it? So we've got proportion of subjects who achieved a phys no, no. No, no, I thought it was there. It wasn't. It's not. It's it doesn't not. even say psoriasis at the no. beginning. It doesn't even have psoriasis in it. No. Dang. <laughs> what are they thinking? I, I didn't know what AG was talking about. He's just like, no, no. <laughs> I didn't know where he was even going with that. He was looking up the acronym. So, what were these two trials? The soaring one and soaring two with a P. Um, Silent know, Cole, P. You're going to have to let that go. But uh, just to mention some of the uh, adverse effects, they did note that in the um, to Pinarov group, they had more instances of folliculitis, contact dermatitis, as well as headache um, compared to placebo. Uh, the other you know, thing to mention is it is also once a day application. So they figured out that once a day um, administration sort of schedule it seems to be the, the future apparently of topical because they've always been twice a day, I feel like, since these things started coming out. If I could name a uh, study, whatever I wanted, I'm just going to call it best drug for psoriasis one, best drug for psoriasis two. I mean, like, if we could just do whatever we want now. Yeah, but I feel like that's going to be, that's like too obvious. Oh, is it? Yeah. So what about soaring yeah, like if with I saw that, I mean, I, where's the line? This is the thing. If I saw that, I'd go, I'm never using that drug. I don't <laughs> care how good it is because that's a stupid name. I don't know. I see, I see soaring and I don't see letters to match in the clever. name. I go, that's clever. That's what I say because I'm, I'm a very understanding. <laughs> But why soaring then? I don't know. It's stupid. I don't care. I just want to know that the drug works. And it turns out it may not even be as good as the first one we talked about. So well, it's whatever. It's a stupid name. Yeah, well, that, that's a theory. 
the CEO is just like, what are these guys talking about? <laughs> but yeah, so you had, um, there is a suggestion that just looking at the results from each of them, that the reflumolase cream may be slightly better. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, that's what they're, that's what the reflumolase folks are trying to get you to see with this picture. Again, it's, you can't compare data like this. However, it is, it gives you something to look at, I guess, since there's no head to head. Right. And they had different links of the study. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's no way to directly compare it. So but it's on a slide that they presented. So it's like, they really tried. Oh, I'm sure they did. <laughs> I'm sure they did. A for effort guys. Um, so those are the two new topical agents, right? Yep. So there is a new oral agent. What? Yes. There's a new oral agent, if I can find it. I, I really don't know how to pronounce this one. So tick two? Yeah. This is hot off the presses, September 2022. Yep. Generic is Yep. Yep. Nailed it. Um, moderate yep. to severe plaque psoriasis who are candidates for systemic therapy or phototherapy because this is a systemic therapy. And it's a tyrosine kinase 2 inhibitor uh, is this mechanism of action. As far as side effects and warnings to be aware of, it's actually reasonably well tolerated but can increase your risk for infection. Um, also upper respiratory tract infections as well, pneumonia. Uh, other than that, I mean, nothing is too particularly significant. There's some like dermatologic irritation and things like that that you could get. So increased risk for infection is the primary thing. So that's good. Safety profile is pretty good. Um, of course, it's, an, it's another new, oral agent. Another oral agent, newer drug. It had two studies, who, which I guess that this is probably biased names as well, but it's Poetic PSO. I guess if that's a silent P, it might be Poetic So. Poetic PSO1 and Poetic PSO2. Um, so these were two uh, pretty long, year-long st phase three studies looking at safety and efficacy of this drug. Six milligrams once a day versus placebo. Um, at week 16 and versus primalast, 30 milligrams twice a day through week 52 in adult patients. This is moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Um, they had to have a body surface area of psoriasis involvement greater than 10%. Um, and then the psoriasis area and severity index score that we talked about a bit greater than 12, just saying that it's moderate to severe psoriasis. Uh, and then a couple of other assessments related to psoriasis. Um, there were two co-primary endpoints. Um, they both assessed the response at week 16 compared with placebo for two co-primary endpoints. The proportion of patients who achieved at least a 75% improvement in the PASI score from baseline and the proportion of patients who achieved um, a clear or almost clear score on a different uh, uh, score scale that they look at. Results being that with those co-primary endpoints, um, the psoriasis severity index at week 16 versus placebo, uh, the treatment group had 58% achieve um, a positive endpoint there versus 13% with placebo, which was statistically significant. That was in the first study. And the second study was 53% versus 9%. Um, so reasonably significant. And then they had similar uh, responses with the other clear or almost clear score index that they looked at with both of those. So uh, versus placebo, it seems to look look pretty good. Their secondary endpoint was versus aprimalast. And in the first study, um, the severity index score was 58% for the study group versus 35% for aprimalast. And then in the second, it was 53 versus 40. And they did have those as statistically significant. So at least based on those studies, um, this one seemed to have beat 
or Tesla, but I'm sure that it doesn't tell the whole story. Well, and honestly, I mean, I feel like I haven't heard super great things about a Tesla anyway. Yeah. Um, in fact, I've, I remember one of uh, the the new drug update conferences that Dr. Wirt puts on, um, the dermatologist that spoke, he said it's super hit or miss mm. with his patients. So that doesn't surprise me. If we have a better mechanism and you're getting better results, then that, that does make sense. Yeah, so I mean... You're, I mean, if, if you, this is just a week 16, you're looking at, uh, I don't know, 20% more patients, 15 to 20% more patients that are going to have a positive response. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I dig it. Yeah. The, I will say that I just looked up the average wholesale prices on the, the two new creams. Um, the Frumalast is about a thousand AWP. And then the other new, uh, the Vitami is 1500 AWP. And then the other, this one, uh, that Cole just mentioned is actually not even, I can't find it yet uh, in our ordering system because it just came out on the 9th if it was just approved on the 9th yeah it might be a few months before it's actually available i wonder if they list an awp i want to be the first person to have it lexicomp but um no i don't see nothing it, no i don't see one so it's probably not actually commercially available yet so the next question is when are they going to have up because they had the updated guidelines for stress what in 2021 i think maybe even an update in 2022 so i how as long as it can take the dermatological folks to have to update this with three new drugs and, and there's some other stuff like pustular psoriasis and some other, other stuff too. i mean derm it's big there's a lot of new derm stuff just like boom 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 yeah. coming out it's good because we got we're running out of topics to talk about quick <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so we're gonna have a lot of new stuff there good just mm-hmm. we, we basically keep our head above water every one episode at a time. I'll say a thousand to fifteen hundred for those creams was actually not as bad as I. Yeah, because Uchris was probably around that for like the atopic. Oh sure. Dermatitis stuff like that. Some of those more copay cards and stuff like that. That's that's probably going to be yeah. reasonable. Uh, it's you know just get it on some formularies at the beginning of the year. They you know it's only a few months away from probably getting on yeah. some new year formularies. So we'll see. Yeah, you heard it here, folks. You heard it here first, folks. Is what I was trying to say, and then I just. Combine my two words because I'm sleep deprived. Um, but yeah, so we'll, like as we've been saying, we'll do a full episode on this and go through all the other treatments and the nuances and the monitoring and everything for the biologics and go a little bit more in depth um, and not goof around so much. Well, we'll try. But um, we want to make, at least make sure we cover the new drugs since there's so many of them coming out before, before any more get released and we get even further behind. So I hope that was somewhat helpful. AJ, you got anything else you want to add, buddy? Got a pearl of the day. Well, AJ, hit me way. with it. All right. I like so, the SpongeBob right Oh, yeah. That was, that was pretty cool. The corticosteroids, there is an interactive table listing the topical products and potencies of all of the current available uh, topical corticosteroids. Cord- oh, my gosh. I'm getting, I, I pulled a mic right there, Cole. What? Topical uh, corticosteroids. So disrespectful. <laughs> so it goes from class one to class seven from super potent to least potent and that is a, a jargon term that's a medical term super potent yeah i've heard aj they used to call you low potency when you were in high school right? <laughs> <Like, laughs> um did the super potent ones wear capes yeah, yeah something like that something like that i was you know it's crazy about that i was just about to say aj has probably the best voice possible to do like an ad read and then he insults me like <laughs> as i'm about to have this positive thought about him i was like doggone it 
He beat me to Side it. Side effects may include. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's put this guy in a commercial. If you guys so, know anybody, so pearls.com. T Y R. Yeah, Cole's ready to get out of here. Sorry. Um, pearls.com slash core consult rx. P Y R L S dot com. They have all kinds of awesome charts, uh, drug info on them. They're adding stuff all the time. Um, so they've been our biggest supporter from a sponsor standpoint. So we really appreciate them, you know, continuing to work with us and um, definitely go check out their stuff and uh, at least get the free app, try it out, see what you think. And you'll get some cool charts and stuff along with it. If you want more traditional lectures without us goofing around, patreon.com slash coreconsultrx is your jam. I'm actually in the process of uh, cleaning up the lectures and stuff so that there's not overlap between like hypertension that I did in 2020 versus hypertension that I just posted like, you know, this week. Um, so I'm making sure we, and they'll be labeled by their, uh, you know, disease to cardiology, pulmonology kind of thing. And we'll keep adding a lot of stuff uh, over the next couple months. A lot of new practice questions. A lot of good stuff on there. So check it out. Um, and then uh, other than that, if you have any questions for us, comments, anything, uh, emails, show notes, you can reach us on the social media platforms. Um, the text, you can text the number in the show notes as well. Whatever you want, we'll, we'll be happy to talk to you um, as quick as we can. We'll do our best. But uh, we really appreciate everyone that listens. And we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Everybody have a good night. Bye.